You're listening to the Keep Going Podcast, where we keep going after the heart of God because He's our only hope. I'm Nika Maples. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Keep Going Podcast. We are in a series called A Walk Through the Proverbs. Just a note, I use the New Living Translation as my primary text because it is readable, and I don't approach these podcasts as a scholar, but as a lover of the Word who wants to share simple spiritual observations from my own daily Bible reading. Let's review the last episode in two points. Number one. Proverbs 3 exalts wisdom as being valuable beyond anything else that we could desire. Number 2. We began with the basics, such as humility comes before healing and first fruits come before favor. Also, we should not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is within our power to act. Until further notice, Be aware that Solomon is writing Proverbs. Do you know much about Solomon? His father was King David, the great king of Israel, who slew Goliath in the story that you know so well. Later, David sought a relationship with Bathsheba, even though he already had other royal wives, and she had one beloved husband, whom David indirectly murdered. Wow a lot of unwise decisions there. The child from their affair died in infancy and after they married they had four other sons. The youngest of these sons was Solomon. David had 20 sons in all and as you know typically the oldest son succeeds his father to the throne. However, privately Bathsheba had asked David to promise that their youngest son, Solomon, would become the next king. And David agreed. This led to heartbreak in the royal family. Again, unwise decisions affected many innocent people. Take all of this to heart as you listen to Solomon's words in Proverbs 4. My children, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment, for I am giving you good advice. Don't turn away from my instructions, for I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me, saying, Take my words to heart, follow my commands, and you will live. Get wisdom, develop good judgment, don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. Whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her, and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head, and she will present you with a beautiful crown. Pause. Why would Solomon say that he was tenderly loved as his mother's only son? He had three full brothers and many half-brothers. One commentary I read mentioned that it was as if he were loved as an only child. So great was his parents' love and attention to him. Solomon saw the importance of wisdom because of his father's lack of wisdom in so many cases. 
we will certainly get to Solomon's lack of wisdom before this walk through the Proverbs is complete. And as far as Solomon's own child goes, he showed even less wisdom than his father and grandfather combined. And we will get to that too. But hear Solomon's father heart in this section. He writes not only to his own children, but to everyone in the kingdom as if they were his own children. This is the way that he's writing to us. I loved this from Matthew Henry. He wrote, Let all that would receive instruction come with the disposition of children, though they be grown persons. Let all prejudices be laid aside and the mind be as white paper. As a school teacher, I always love teaching those students who come to me with minds as white paper, which does not at all mean minds without questions or minds without prior knowledge. But to come with a mind as white paper, to me, means to come ready to take notes. I volunteer with a group of students at church, and they are always encouraged to take notes during the sermon. Note takers are history makers, the pastors say. I always smile. It's true. So, are you ready to come with a mind as white paper? Are you ready to be a history maker? Are you ready to take notes? Let's continue. My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions, don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. Don't do as the wicked do, and don't follow the path of evildoers. Don't even think about it, don't go that way. Turn away and keep moving. For evil people can't sleep until they've done their evil deed for the day. They can't rest until they've caused someone to stumble. They eat the food of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. What stood out to you? For me, it was verses 23 through 24. Here's 23 again. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. As I said earlier, I volunteer with a student group at church, and I often look at those young girls, some completely innocent and some not so much, and I want to shake them and shout, Please guard your heart. Guard your heart. It will determine the course of your life. Looking back on my own life, the big and little ways I allowed my heart to be broken were not even worth it. Not at all. If you had any idea how much time and loving care it took from the Lord to rebuild my heart from the ground up after all of that unnecessary heartbreak, you would know why I want to holler at those girls, guard your heart, please. 
If wisdom is shouting in the streets, as we learned earlier in Proverbs, then I'm ready to join her, wearing a sandwich board of my own. By the way, this particular proverb is not just for young people, and it's not just about relationships. We all need to be guarding our hearts at all times, especially when it comes to the media that we put into it. Which brings me to the second proverb that caught my attention in this section. Verse 24. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Let me read it again. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. The other day I saw someone wearing a t-shirt that said, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Just in case that seems funny or relatable, Pay close attention to this from Matthew 12, 34 through 37. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Yikes. And do you know who said that? Jesus. So this is what he thinks of idle words. We must give an account on judgment day for every single one of them, and they will either acquit us or condemn us. So I'm not sure it's really possible to love Jesus and then just be okay with cussing a little. The two don't go together, really. Ask Jesus if he feels loved by the person who's wearing that t-shirt. In the same way, I am never going to wear a t-shirt that says, I love my husband, but I flirt a little. If I wear that t-shirt, go ahead and ask my husband if he feels loved. My guess is no, because some things cannot coexist. Which is why these two verses are right beside each other in the Proverbs. Guard your heart comes first. Then comes stay away from corrupt speech. What do the heart and words have to do with one another? Well, Jesus said it right there in Matthew 12. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Or maybe you would recognize it more readily from the NIV. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is why we must guard our hearts, because what goes into them will come out. I'm not saying that I've never cussed. A few months ago, I was talking with a friend and was so angry about a particular topic that I blurted out a cuss word. Now, in the past, I would have said to myself, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. And I would have addressed only the word itself, telling myself later not to use such ugly words. But now I know that is just a symptom. That day when I drove away from my friend, I drove straight to a park where I could sit still and listen and pray. I asked the Lord, why did I use that word? What is it in my heart that brought that up? I know that the overflow of my heart comes out my mouth. So what ugly thing is in my heart, Lord? And he was faithful to show me. Yuck. I had some bitterness and resentment about something, and it was very ugly. 
I cried when I realized how deep it was and how I never would have seen it if I had not specifically asked God to reveal it to me. I got rid of it all that day. That's the good news. You can pull up the weeds that you see. So then, showing me the weeds, God's correction of me was nothing but kindness. That brings me to another quote from Matthew Henry's commentary on Proverbs 4. He said you can trust a father's correction because a father's word comes both with authority and with affection. And you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. music is from Psalm 51 by Shane and Shane and is used with permission. If you want monthly encouragement from me in your inbox, please go to nikamaples.com and sign up for my email list. I pray for every recipient by name. And hey, if you enjoy this podcast, please tell someone about it or help me out by posting a review on iTunes. Again, I just like knowing that someone out there is actually listening. And now... May you be blessed coming and going. Instead of shame and dishonor, may you enjoy a double share of honor. May you possess a double portion of prosperity in your land. And may everlasting joy be yours. By the way, that's from Isaiah 61.7. We'll talk soon. Until then, keep going.